Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Paul Drohan. He's a partner and executive director of Creative at Folklore. Paul, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So, Paul, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, all right. So um, I'll start from, I'm originally from San Diego. Well, actually, originally from the East Coast, North Carolina, but I call myself a San Diegan because I've been there since pretty much my entire adult life. So I'm from San Diego. Uh, I'm a Navy veteran, got out of the Navy, kind of decided to call San Diego home. Uh, I started my studies of design in San Diego. So I studied, I also taught design for about seven years in San Diego um, with a digital focus, heavy digital focus, created uh, curriculums at San Diego City College and local kind of San Diego private institutions. And I got my start there, of course. Um, I first started at a branding agency straight out of college. And I've focused on branding and digital my entire career. Hmm, interesting. So, you know, it sounds like you've had an interesting career leading you to folklore. And I just want to mention, I appreciate your service. Two of my brothers are Marines. So I always, you know, enjoy meeting people who, you know, have committed their life to the country, but I digress. So, you know, it sounds like you've had an interesting career kind of getting you to folklore. Tell me a little bit more about folklore. So folklore, uh, folklore is such a wonderful place because one one thing is folklore was started from people I actually used to work with at my prior agency, which was JWT Miram. So um, it was started, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the founders used to work at JWT Miram out of Minneapolis and some of the other local areas. And they started folklore in 2016, actually January, 2016. And their motivation for starting kind of folklore was that the more they worked together at JWT and Miram, um, they just found that the work continued to get better and more innovative. Mm -hmm. And that they were just struggling with the size of JWT Miram. It, um, it grew to be a global company and had thousands of employees. And it, with that kind of growth, um, it's hard to always put quality and enjoyment of your work to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So they decided to start Folklore because of that. Interesting. Interesting. Talk to me a little bit more about the services that Folklore, you know, works with, the projects that, that Folklore works on. Sure. Yeah. So kind of the, the, the services and the verticals that we, we focus on. And we're really good at is retail, CPG, sports, uh, manufacturing, finance, and healthcare. Like those, those are our core, you know, verticals. But where we we really kind of like our, our sort of our industry and our niche is digital and branding and smart design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. So with we have such a variety of you know, expertise here at Folklore. And the great thing about it is it's it's a size that is so manageable and we're able to kind of be like a little family. Uh, so right now we are at about 19 people mm -hmm. and 
we we really kind of brought people together that have expertise in one all digital, like all things digital, and you can imagine what that means. Like it's it's everything from websites to apps to social marketing to AI, uh, and then we build on sort of the that brand expertise with people like myself that. Our, our our love and our focus is in branding and design, mm-hmm. uh, but we also have expertise in strategy, uh, development, um, user experience, uh, client relationships, you know, accounting and project management. Interesting. And I know you mentioned, you know, kind of the roots of, of where folklore came from being Miriam. So, you know, I'm curious to pick your brain is, you know, maybe one of the differentiating factors and correct me if I'm wrong, is kind of having that all encompassing knowledge of having that, you know, that enterprise size down, working it down to like the family, like you said, and having all of that knowledge, being able to pull all of that into one space in a tight, tight lit, you know, community. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's one of the most differentiating factors? And if, you know, if there are more, tell me more about that. Yeah, that's you're you're right. Um, all of those things that we kind of enjoyed doing at a larger company, but it was sometimes harder for us to do it because there's so many you know cogs in 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 the in the machine. The thing that we decided we wanted to kind of hang our hat on is this sort of elevator pitch. It's like our tagline. It's together we solve. And what that means is, that means that we put people first. We put the relationship and the quality of the relationship and the quality of the output always first. Um, You know, it's still work, but I can tell you that myself and my team, we absolutely love what we do. Like, I just feel very blessed that I get to do something that I truly love doing I love designing. I love having uh, experiences with people in this sort of field in advertising and branding and digital. Um, We believe that we can add tremendous value when we solve together and when we bring the client into the process and we kind of go on a journey with them. And then what ends up happening is the quality of the work and the innovation of the work is always better because of that collaboration with the client. And, you know, when we're talking about the client, do you tend to see that it's redesigns or kind of people starting from from a blank slate? What do you tend to see more often? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a, I mean, most often it's usually a small problem uh, it's, it's, I hate to say this, but you know, people, you know, people always go, well, it's kind of like going to the dentist, right? You think you just have like a tooth cleaning, but then it ends up being like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, really what it is, it's usually a small ask. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's a website. They come to us and they're like, you guys do great websites. Um, we want you to redo our website. But what ends up happening is the relationship going back to sort of the problem solving and the relationship together, what ends up happening is the relationship ends up kind of revealing there's a lot more to sort of the initial ask than what the client even 
knew they needed. And that's why I just joke, like it's kind of like going to the dentist, you didn't know. But um, I'll use Mazda USA as an example. Mazda was one of my clients for like seven years. And that was exactly the beginning of the project. They came to us and they said, we just want you to redesign our website. But then once we created the relationship and we started getting into the strategy uh, and some of the problem solving, it ended up being a much bigger brand ask. Mm -hmm. So the website got put on hold and we started getting ourselves involved in the brand strategy and the development of Mazda as a global brand and sort of their goals of kind of relaunching and redefining themselves. Mm -hmm. So that uh, hopefully that's that that's an answer to sort of your question because it could be anything it could start off with a small brand problem or it could start off with you know a um a website or just maybe some social marketing but it can sometimes lead into more opportunities mm -hmm. and you know you and i have had conversations off camera and kind of leading into my next question about misconceptions and like yeah. you said you know it just being an easy you know website redesign or people thinking you're just pressing buttons you know really what could what could be the strategy behind it talk to mm -hmm. me a little bit about you know that that misconception and how you work to kind of you know counter it well actually the I would say the biggest misconception is everyone, everyone thinks everyone wears black <laughs> in our industry. Everybody just wears black. Even though I do, I always wear black. <laughs> Not everybody wears just all black. So, biggest misconception. Um, no, I, I would say the biggest misconception is every agency and everybody at that agency really cares about your business. And where sort of where that ends up happening is a large agency, kind of large growth. Um, it's great in so many areas, but what it does is it 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 is just not able to kind of retain quality and care and passion. Hmm. And so, that was the biggest kind of differentiator and also motivation of the founders to start folklore. So that's the thing that we we really add value, you know, because the misconception is yes, you know, not everybody really cares, but we do. Like we care about the relationship. We care about the quality. We're passionate about their business goals and and the, you know, just the output. Interesting. Interesting. And I'm curious to kind of continue off of this kind of tangent that we're on talking about in the post pandemic world, have you noticed any trends or changes in um, the landscape in the digital kind of industry? Yeah. Uh, what, what sort of happened at kind of the beginning of COVID is there was sort of a, a kind of a retraction of websites like people, the website ended up being sort of the afterthought. It ended up being sort of the end of the funnel. We call it sort of the funnel of the brand. And what ended up being, you know, surfacing and becoming more important during that time is social 
right? Because everybody was being pulled apart. And so we came together on like social and branding. So what and where we found an opportunity for us was kind of pivot. And that's where I came on board in 2020 with my expertise in branding and design. And I, you know, we, we talked about it as partners and like, we need to kind of pivot and focus on branding and sort of social and help our clients in those areas. And that really, that ended up being very successful for us and our clients. Hmm, interesting. And, you know, do you think that it's just because of that need for, like you said, kind of pulling a community together that that's why? It, it ended up being because the kind of the first touch point for a lot of brands was social, mm-hmm. right? Like people were on their phones all the time because, you know, the social distancing. And so they weren't able to, let's say, go walk a mall or go to here and go to there and see a billboard anymore. Um, they were kind of consumed in sort of the social environment. And so a lot of times their their main touch point with a brand was social media. So we helped our brands and our clients kind of rethink that a little bit. And it ended up being, again, you know, a, a really good move for our clients and ourselves. Fantastic. Well, Paul, you know, I'm curious as we start to wrap up this conversation, do you have any predictions on, you know, what things may look like in the future or if there's any, you know, exciting kind of things on the horizon for folklore? Um, well, the biggest hot topic these days is AI, right? So we have really embraced AI as far as being able to um, help our company be more efficient. Uh, also, help us to sort of streamline our our process and our production. And that has allowed us to be more creative and also um, increase the quality of our work because our teams aren't spending so much time on things like mundane kind of production tasks. We're able to utilize AI for those kind of things. And we're also able to provide that type of service to our clients. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate, you know, AI is the hot topic. So I appreciate you weighing in on that. But Paul, I think this has been a terrific conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with, whether it be advice, you know, something about the industry, folklore, anything you want to leave our listeners with? I'll I'll repeat a quote from my teacher, my design teacher. Uh, good design wraps around. And what that means is good design is not singular, it's not one dimensional, it's multi-dimensional. And so good design is all about form and function. It's all about, you know, kind of the the brand as an ecosystem. So uh, that was always the best kind of advice for me, even coming from school. And I carry it and I I used it while I was teaching as well. Um, Where people can find us is I mean, our website and social media, our website is folklore.digital. Love that. Well, Paul, thank you for that insight. I think that's a great way to leave our listeners. You know, thank you again for your insight, your experience. Uh, and I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io. W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E dot I-O and schedule a time to meet with us and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.